Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey guys, welcome back to Vacay. I'm your host, Lisa Hamilton. Now, this week's guest is surely the nicest guy in showbiz. I am talking about Aussie TV host and media personality, Scott Tweedy. He joined me to chat all things East Coast versus West Coast of America. Uh, If you've been following along with his career, which you should be, Or you can just jump on Wikipedia right now and just catch up real quick. Um, He moved over to US of A uh, for a dream job working for E. Um, And so if you follow him on Instagram, you would just, he just grabs life by the balls and just really enjoys it. Um, So I had a really great time talking to him all about his life there and traveling between East Coast and West Coast. I hope you enjoy it. I will chat to you next week. Scott Tweedy, thank you so much for joining me on Vacay. It's really nice to see you not through my Instagram feed, like in the Zoom Yeah, it's nice flesh. to have a chat with someone else from Australia. I've just been in my room for 12 months. I haven't done anything, no contact with anyone, and this is really refreshing for me. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're getting a little bit of human contact. You look well. Your beard is down to your knees. <laughs> you look like you haven't showered in a while, but pandemic's going well for you. <laughs> Come on. This is this is as good as it gets for me. This is a week of growth, and I, I can do the moustache. did a great moustache for Movember, but the rest of the beard, I know people are probably listening. It's crusty. I'll shave tomorrow. That's why I asked you. I go, are we on camera or is this just audio? Because I'll shave if I have to, but if not... <laughs> I'm going to push it another few days. I've just exposed you. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just look like a homeless person in Los Angeles. No, I mean, I, I don't know if this is in poor taste, but like, you look great. Pandemic suits you. Well, I'm having one of the best years or at least having the best 24 months of my life. More shit couldn't have gone wrong. Like in my life professionally, personally, not too bad. I've had no one get severely sick from COVID, so that's a blessing. But everything's gone upside down and gone totally sideways, and I've really embraced it and really loved it. Even from the moment I moved to New York and it was the middle of winter and I started doing the live e-shows and we were waking up at three o'clock in the morning and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do 12 months of this. Then the pandemic hit, New York shut down, and it was just this weird eerie two months of everyone not knowing what's going to happen, but knowing that Manhattan was one of the hardest hit places in the world, to then having to pack up my apartment that I just set up and move to Los Angeles. So it's just one of these moments where I'm like, what is going on? Then I was doing long distance the whole time with my girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, because we decided it was too hard. So we, we gave it our best for, look, 10, 11 months. And then we decided she didn't want to be in America and I'm just getting started here. So if for me and her, we were just like, cool, mutual agreement. So adding all that in the mix, wow, what a time it's been. But I'm having such a good time. 
Honestly, you might be the most positive person I've ever met. Like you're always smiling and all of that shit that's gone down and you're like, yeah, I'm having a really good time. I like, I don't know if you've ever lived in California, but it's such a beautiful place. And right now the traffic isn't bad and it seems like a lot of the wankers aren't around or at least a lot of the <laughs> bars and clubs and restaurants aren't really open. So I'm in my own little world with my own little friends <laughs> When I say little friends, just by normal friends, we're surfing a lot. Normal we're being high. creative. Yeah, yeah. And we are, I don't know, just the, the creative juices are flowing. And I know that Australia will always be there. And it's obviously, I'm such a proud Australian. But right now, this is the period of my life where it's go time. And it's like, have a good crack over here. I've had the best opportunity to start with with E. So let's like the sky's the limits, really. I remember the last time I saw you in person, we were on the red carpet next to each other at the 2019 Aria Awards. Awards. And we were, we were pretty much sitting on yes. top of each other because they give you so much room there. <laughs> <laughs> we love that, don't we? I don't know why. They just didn't like the loop and MTV. We got absolutely jibbed for carpet who, space. Who hates us? In the media team there. I know. Well, the year before that, we were behind a big pole as well. So we couldn't (laughs) even see down the red carpet. I was like, come on. Oh, gosh. I actually do miss the politics of the red carpet. That's been a big, a big loss in my life. Like, obviously, no red carpets, but just like... Really, a lot of a lot of personalities going on there at those red carpets, and I miss it. I know it's good, isn't it? And and with our own little teams, you're just looking around at everyone and going like I know. some because you can tell people that are new to the red carpets, and it's just we're Australia, we're small, everyone knows everyone, it's relaxed, and some people think they are at the Oscars yes. uh, at one of the biggest red carpets in the world, and it's like, come on, guys, seriously, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, if you rock up to an Australian red carpet with like a pit bull energy, people will size you down pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun. I remember my first year or two of it. I was wearing like three-piece suits and trying to fit in. I was like, oh, what a loser. (laughs) But you, I mean, you became so well-seasoned and I remember having a conversation with you on that red carpet, which was incredibly cryptic because you were obviously bound by probably lots of contracts and NDAs, but, you know, just a month later, news came out that you were on a plane flying to New York to be a host on Pop of the Morning on E! And I just remember thinking, what the fuck? That's the actual dream. I just, I, my, I was just so happy for you. And I just remember watching on this new life that you were building for yourself. And I just think, oh God, Scott Tweedy, he's got it made. So congrats. I, I will take that on board because I, I worked extremely hard and it was actually, it wasn't like an overnight thing. The opportunity came up very quickly uh, for the, for the job and the hosting gig. But I'd been chipping away at that for at least four or five years and working really hard with the E-team in America, trying to get a gig with them. And they were just kind of like, no, we've got nothing, we've got nothing, we've got nothing. And then all of a sudden, I was over there for two weddings in October. So just before the, about a month before the ARIA Awards. And out of the blue, it was a week before going to those weddings in America, I get an email uh, from the head of casting and he was kind of like, um, what's your visa status at, at the moment and what are you up to? 
And I was like, visa's good to go, which was a little white lie. So I was kind of like, um, look, I'm in a great position to have a chat with you guys, but also I'm over in America next week if you wanted to catch up. And they were just like, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. Come in. So then I had you know two of my best friends marrying American girls. So two weddings back-to-back weekends in California. So I left a day to see the E-team. And I'd already taken like 10 days holiday leave previously in the year. So I didn't have much leave from Channel 10. So I'm over there. I have the meeting with them. And they're like, well, what are you doing next week? Can you come in and do a screen test? And I was like, no. <laughs> they were kind of like, what? And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going from here to Palm Springs, Palm, Palm Springs to Santa Barbara. And then I want a plane back to Australia. I've got to get back to work. And they were kind of like, so you can't stay longer. And I was like, absolutely not. And I think it was that... It wasn't arrogance, but it was kind of confidence going, I'm busy back at home, uh, so if you want to do a deal, let's do a deal now. And they kind of reacted to that quite quickly because they had to plan this show for early 2020. Um, and it just happened so fast. So then I actually left that meeting and called a friend back in Australia. And he was like, you're an idiot not to delay your flight. So I had to, this is where the white lies had to start. And I had to tell work a little white lie to delay myself another couple of days to be in America. Um, that's when they flew in Liliana and another girl that was going to be a co-host. And we just had a dinner and that was the chemistry test. Really? It was just a boozy dinner for three or four hours. Um, I was coming off an extreme hangover from a wedding uh, pulled myself together and then the next morning woke up and they just said, cool, we're going to give you an offer. Oh. They're like, um, how quickly can you get here? And I was like, well, I've got commitments back at home. I've got the ARIA Awards. I was doing the red carpet for the GQ Awards. Um, you know, And I was in a, a contract with Channel 10. I can't just run away mm. from that. But obviously, this is the, the biggest opportunity ever. So this is where this balancing act started where I had to have a lawyer in America try and broker a deal for me. I had to have a lawyer in Australia to try and get me out of Channel 10's contract. But then I had such a great relationship with Channel 10 that I just didn't want to cut them up short. So it was it was a really stressful, a ridiculously stressful month because I resigned from Channel 10. But if my visa didn't come through in time for America, the whole deal was off. So and I but I couldn't tell I told my executives at 10 what the job was, but I just couldn't tell anyone else because E wanted to announce it and do a media release on it. So it was just such a random time. And then I had to, without telling Channel 10 initially, had to fly to New York for 18 hours on a weekend and then fly back to Sydney. So it was just this crazy moment of my life. It honestly was so cool. What a hustle though. Like you got it done. Got it done. And then we started the job and then the bloody pandemic hit and 30 Rock was hit hard. So that was that was obviously disappointing. But at the same time, everything happens for a reason. And I'm once again, just so grateful for what I had. And there's going to be plenty more opportunities coming up. We still aren't back to red carpets here and we're you know, the reason they employed me was to do red carpets and shoot out and about as well as in the studio. So we just can't do that at the moment, which is disappointing. I have every faith that that it'll, you know, come back soon because, yeah, good things happen to good people, Scott Tweedy, and I do believe that it will happen for you. Like, I mean, I'm saying this, trying to razz you up, even though you've literally just got the sickest job in the world, but it's, it's going to come back and yeah. I have no doubt. And I've also just started doing things that I love. I'm I'm a ridiculously good cook now. I don't want to talk it up, but for this whole year, living on my own in New York and then living now with Hunter here in LA, he's a very good cook. 
I'm, I'm taking it to another level. To the point where, like, guys like Hayden Quinn and stuff like that are like, hang on a minute, can you just slow down for a second? I've seen. I'm loving it. It looks impressive. I've got to say this bromance between you and Hunter is really entertaining. And I love that you're doing things like learning cooking skills together. I just, I love that two adult men just going on that journey together. Yeah, I feel like I'm 22 again, honestly. It's like going back to college, being like a frat boy, even though I never went to college. Um, <laughs> I stayed at home for university. But yeah, it's a, it's a really fun experience. I just wanted to, when I moved to Los Angeles, after living on my own in New York, which wasn't at all bad because I had so many friends in Manhattan, but I was like, I need to be around people because being in a one-bedroom apartment, filming from there, um, you know, eating from there, doing everything from there, I was like, I'm going a little bit crazy and I need some company. And my plan, obviously, initially in New York was to have my girlfriend join me. So that's when, when I moved to Los Angeles, Hunter's brother was moving out and he was like, hey, man, I, hear, I heard that you're coming to LA. Um, do you want to move in? And I was kind of like, you know what? I'll just try it out for a month or two. But it's it's awesome because he's born and bred from here. Um, he's been in the industry for quite a long time here. So I'm just learning a lot from him as well as myself teaching him some stuff too. Yeah, and I imagine it's nice to just have like, yeah, a tour, a personal tour guide, even though, as you said, you can't exactly get out and experience LA um, to its fullest. That'll be such a a great person to have to take you around when you really can go full tilt. No, you couldn't be more wrong. He's a shit house <laughs> tour guy. He doesn't leave the house. He's he's just like works his ass off and then chills out. <laughs> so I'm the one going out and about. I'm the one that's going surfing and exploring. And I always ask him to come with me and he's like, no, I'm all good. <laughs> so he's terrible. Hey, speaking of surfing, I'm loving this, the post-surf burrito. Where Where does that come from? What? Where did you learn about the post-surf burrito? Um, I don't think it's a re- I don't think it's a thing, but Xavier Xavier Brinkman was taking me surfing a lot. Whenever I used to fly over to Los Angeles for junkets, um, you know, you come here for a day or two for the loop or for Channel Ten, I'd always catch up with Zave and we go surfing. And obviously California, so close to Mexico, their Mexican food here is ridiculous. So we would just every time we'd have a surf, just end up getting a burrito. And these things are so heavy. It is like holding a lead football. The best thing about a burrito is you can hold it in your hand and you go in 10 minutes or maybe even three minutes, this is going to be part of my body mass. This heavy bit of food in my palm of my hand is going to join my body. So, and then it's going to leave your body pretty quickly. <laughs> yes. Have a bit of coffee, have, have a curry night and you're good Ooh. to go. <laughs> But um, I, I started to, and I was like, you know what? This is going to become my thing. I'm going to go around to all the great burrito places here in LA and just give them a review. And then I was like, I'm going to put on weight really quickly. <laughs> like, this is not a good diet. This is not achievable. So I kind of put it on the rocks, but it could come back. You never hey, know. Hey, but balance though, because you're out there surfing and then surely you kind of keep even keel. Or I know. Does it go, does I it go straight get, to your I, hips, does it? I think... <laughs> I, I'm pretty lucky. I've still got a metabolism of a 15-year-old boy, but any hold day soon, that. that's going to end. Any day soon, that's going to end because I've seen my dad and my uncles and they've all got the great Australian beer bellies, that's for sure. What an honor, though, once you, once yeah. you really lean into it. Um, where's I the know. best burrito? 
Where's the best place to get a burrito that you've had? Best burrito definitely has to be about an hour's south of Los Angeles in San Clemente, Ooh. which is where Trestles, like famous surf break is. Uh, just behind there, there's like a service station and then a burrito place. The worst service ever. <laughs> like these guys hate serving you, but their burritos are unbelievable. I don't know the name of it. I just know there's a service station, a burrito place and a surf shop all in the middle of nowhere, and it is unbelievable. I thought you were going to say it was a service station burrito, and I was like, you're playing with fire there. <laughs> that's, that's if you want some barley oh, belly. Yeah. I mean, that's no. how you can keep in shape. Just make sure that you get the service station burritos. You'll get freaking salmonella. I just don't think there's a bad burrito here. I just don't think it exists. I think, I think California has got their shit sorted when it comes to Mexican food. So I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I do remember when I was in San Francisco, I was in the Mission and I went to uh, with a local who lived there because I certainly would not have ventured to this particular uh, dining place. Because, I mean, it didn't look like a restaurant. It looked like someone's front room, front living room. And... I didn't feel entirely safe going in there, but then I got this burrito and you're right. They're so fucking huge. It was the size of my head and I have a huge head. So that's saying something. And it was, it was a life changing experience. This burrito. Oh no, no, no. The best one. Okay. Not a burrito, but tacos. Let's go into the taco okay, let's domain right tacos. now. Uh, there's an Australian photographer that lives over here. His name's David Higgs mm-hmm. or known as Higgsy. Uh, <laughs> I've become quite close with him. Very nice guy, but he lives in the middle of Hollywood um somewhere i don't even know i've got no bearings still but if you walk about 10 minutes from his house there's like a a Woolworths or a Coles and in their car park is a pop-up taco taqueria taco place and it is the most delicious tacos you've ever had in your life and they're a dollar a taco so you can take five dollars down and be so full and it includes all the toppings. They have this really spicy chili, like a relish you put on top. The pork is definitely the standout, but the chicken's not bad as well. Mm. Oh, it's heaven. It honestly is heaven. Did you ever go to Pink Taco? No, where's that? I think that's on it's just down from Chateau Marmont. And it's on the like main road there in West Hollywood. I have been recommended that. I've never been because it, it shut down by the time I sort of got my got into the groove of here. Course. But I've I've definitely heard that. Yeah. It's, it's quite a trendy place. Yeah. Where everyone goes and hangs out. Yeah. It's yeah. this it's the scene and you go there to like to be seen, you know? And I and and also I was recommended to go there and maybe like avoid some of the tacos because they <laughs> I don't know. Someone said they had a bad experience there, but this is like, this could be the most like LA dining experience. I was up at Chateau Marmont, saw Courtney Love walk in while I was having drinks. Nice. Good spotting. Great spotting. And then walked down to Pink Taco and saw someone from Pretty Little Liars, I think. But it honestly was like a drive-by. She walked in to get like the paps went crazy and then walked out 10 minutes later. So it's definitely. See, I haven't. I'm the worst local right now. So if I have anyone visit me in the next six months and they're like, take me to the cool spots, like, where, who have you seen? What's going on? I'm like, I've got nothing. <laughs> I literally, people that have been here, like, you know, traveled a lot, probably know more about Los Angeles than I do right now. So I'm quite rookie when it comes to the hot spots in town. You'll find your feet. And also just divert them to Xavier Brinkman because he said to me on the podcast that he finds it 
really irritating that literally, obviously pre-COVID, every single Australian that has ever met him or is loosely connected to a friend of a friend hits him up and says, can we hang out while I'm in LA? And he's like, I don't like, no. And then I'm like, that wait, is that me? That was me. Every time that I came up for time. Xavier, I was like I in your DM saying, can we hang out? And you always said yes. And now I'm like, wait, was I the annoying person? Yeah, I, I've heard that, but obviously haven't experienced it. I got about a week or two of it, um, or probably a month or two of it, when I started working in New York and then people were slowly visiting January, February. But because of my work hours, I couldn't be social. I couldn't even go to dinner past 8 p.m. because I had to be up at 3 a.m. the next morning. So I haven't experienced that yet, but Xavier told me about that and I was like, <laughs> same as you, Lisa. <laughs> I was like, that's me. I felt bad. I felt really bad. But you know what? If I... If I ever get the chance to come back to LA, I'm going to hit you up and I'll take you around to the hot spot. I'll cook you brekkie. I'm actually buying a Weber and I'm going to start cooking breakfast down at the beach um, and giving it to the locals and getting them to review my breakfast. I love this new path for you. So I'm going to get the California, because there's some, honestly, the funniest salty dogs you've ever met that surf out there. They're like 50. They've probably been unemployed for the last 20 years, living off their parents' money. I don't even know what they do, but they're always out in the water. I'm like, do you guys have jobs? They're probably thinking the same thing about me. (laughs) Uh, But they are just characters. They are so loud. If they get a wave, they paddle back. They're like, oh, dude, did you see that? They're like, that was fucking awesome. And I was like, these guys? reviewing food it's gonna be gold it's gonna be gold so watch this space i would i would honestly watch that can't wait okay now i'm gonna ask you a pretty loaded question because you have had the experience of living in both new york and la over the past year Mm -hmm. which do you prefer and why uh los angeles because it's more like australia the weather here i've just got through a whole winter and literally have put a jumper on twice so the weather and the, the nature, the beaches, 100%. But the energy, the people, the spontaneity, uh, New York is so different from Australia. So I will actually go number one, New York, <laughs> that was number two, Los Angeles. Because I could just go back to Sydney and kind of get the Los Angeles vibe. Sure. But New York, you can't get that anywhere. No. I mean, I remember seeing you uh, weathering a pretty intense snowstorm there. How was it living in that? Well, that was when I actually had to fly back to pack up my apartment. So I had an apartment still. I was, once again, this is part of the nightmare year I had, was paying through the roof for rent of what I thought was one of the most beautiful apartments I'll ever have in my life. Like the view, I was 26 levels up in Greenwich Village, Mm. right near one of the most amazing parks. So I had to go in January and pack it up and this snowstorm hit and I actually got trapped in New York for an extra week, but it was so good. It was honestly, it was like a winter wonderland, the softest snow ever falling on the streets. And I think at about midnight, it peaked for the first night. So I got on one of the city bikes, which you paid (laughs) two or $3 for, was riding around there with a friend that lived in West Village and we rode around till about 2 a.m. in the morning. It was just one of those pinch yourself moments where it's like, is this ever going to happen again? But according to my local friends, they're like, yeah, it happens every winter, loser. And, <laughs> you know, we all hate the snow. So get over it. Oh, no. For an Australian, that that novelty will never wear off. I remember when I was living in London and I was just like, I, I remember it snowed for the first time and it was like a full, full downpour. 
and I couldn't get any public transport. I couldn't get a bus and I had to walk home because there was just literally no way of getting home. And it took me about four hours walking in the snow and being like the dramatic person that I am. I was like, I might die this way. I might just like get frostbite (laughs) and I was texting my parents but I was just like what a poetic way to go out I wasn't mad I was like in a snowstorm I love this so dramatic so dramatic but it is beautiful it it, honestly to see it in a city is just crazy like I've been to the snow before you know Threbo or Vancouver Whistler but it's so different to be in a city and it's like falling and it was just so fluffy and light and I went to Central Park and there was just hordes of kids having the best time of their life with their little toboggans building snowmen it was the real deal and I was there for every single minute of it I did not want to leave I love that um now to go back to your time at 30 Rock I gotta know did Jimmy Fallon ever (laughs) answer you We were building up to it. We were getting, we were like, no, 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 another month. So if people don't know what's happening every morning, as a joke, I would be walking down. Our studio was opposite the Tonight Show studio for Jimmy Fallon. So I would walk past every morning and do an Instagram saying, morning, Jimmy, do you want a coffee? And then he'd never answer. So it was a bit of a gag. But they were cottoning onto it, his team. And we were like, no, no, let's just leave it and let it go for a little bit longer. And then bloody COVID. That honestly is the saddest part about this whole story. The fact that... that I reckon it's going to happen one day. I feel like we're going to connect. I actually met a guy um, through an Australian friend in New York and he flies... He's an air hostess on private jets and he works on Fallon's jet and he was basically going to tee it up to show him the videos. And I was like, well, I can just do it through work. But he was like, no, no, no. You know, I work with him all the time. I fly him around. So I've got some ins. It's it's yeah. gonna happen, you don't but at the right it, time. Uh, yeah, you don't. No, want no, no. To I don't want to be desperate. Yeah, yeah. My actual, my next goal is to make breakfast for Fran Fine because oh. I had one of my greatest interviews in the last twelve months from home. We did a like a, it was like an Instagram live for Pop of the Morning, um, and she was just so I dressed up as Mr. Sheffield because I got a bit of a grey streak going on. Yeah, I love and a lot that. of people call me that. So we had. <laughs> The most hilarious interview. And I, we did a bit of like role play and characters Ooh, okay. with each other. And she really came to the party. So she lives in Malibu. Um, so my next mission is to try in the next month or two and get myself to Fran Fine's house. And I think I can do it. Okay. Is Fran Fine taken or is she a single lady? She is thirsty. She is hungry. And she was flirty as all hell. Now, obviously, she was in a character and having a lot of fun. But I think she's very single. <laughs> Honestly, Scott Tweedy, I think you might enter into a relationship. If you go over to her house and cook her the food, the the quality of food that I see that you've been cooking lately. Those corn fritters. You're 100% are going to be the next Mr. Sheffield. We'll see. Time will tell. Watch this space. I'll document it all for you. Please do. I can't wait to see that unfold. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't know if that's really sick or really legendary. I don't really know. It's a fine line. Why the fuck not? We'll see, hey? Um, Okay, so I ask all of my guests the golden ticket question, which is if COVID wasn't a thing, if scheduling work wasn't an issue, money wasn't an issue, where in the world would you fly tomorrow? 
Tomorrow, I would be on a plane to Turkey、mm. to then sail down the Turkish coastline. And I was planning to do this a couple of years ago. A good friend at Channel 10, Barry Dubois, off the living room, he actually owns a small sailing boat, which is four bedrooms, four bathrooms, and sits in Turkey all year. And he's honestly, and I know Kate Peck's taken him up on this, but he just says, if you want to use the boat, use the boat. You just got to pay for a skipper, and we just have to pay to get it serviced. But it's sitting there good to go, and I've always wanted to do it because it looks beautiful. That whole area is stunning. So that's what I'll do. Yes, I. I did a sail Turkey to, to Greece and we started in Bodrum down the bottom of Turkey and had a, had a wild night out in Bodrum. It's a full like Yachty's, Yachty's coastal town. So when you get there, make sure you go to the. <laughs> did you love it? Because I've sailed、so、around Greece.、Good. Yeah. I did it with a boat full of Italians. I lived with an Italian bartender in Sydney when I first moved there years ago.、Um, and he since has worked in bars all around the world. So, him and his friends invited me and my girlfriend at the time to sail around Greece, but the Italian side of Greece, the、mm. Zakynthos side, which is kind of not as many tourists over there. And it was unbelievable. Two weeks on this tiny little bot, a boat. I'll never. Go with a group of Italians ever again. We're just so culturally different. They don't eat breakfast.、No. They wake up, they have a cigarette and a little espresso, and then they don't eat till like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Whereas we were waking up like, I am ravenous. <laughs> I need some bacon and eggs.、Uh, but the experience, it was just, I don't know. I think my affiliation with the ocean being an Aussie, the sunsets there,、uh, there's no predators in the water. It's just awesome. Yeah, I, I, They would definitely be up there when I did. Yeah, the sail Turkey and sail Greece and then sail Croatia were some of the like best times of my life. It's just you're in another world and you don't have a care at all. You're just like. But that's where you guys get blackout drunk every night, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't. The, It's like Kentucky tour on the water. Yeah, the memories are hazy for sure,、um, but I just know the feeling that it was a good time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could feel it. And, and I live vicariously through.、Um, oh, Below Deck. Oh,、uh, Below Deck, yeah. Awful. No. Awful show. No, 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 no. It's so good. Oh,、so、shit. No, you've got you've to get into it. You've got to watch it. I'm、seasons. into it because I have to for work.、It's, I have to be across all those reality shows. Yeah, but, but that's you're doing ones I'm like. Below Deck Med? I haven't started that, no. Hun, that's where you're going wrong. You've got to go Below Deck Med. It's so freaking good. Come back to me and I, I promise you'll, you'll love it. Yes, I'll put it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many shows now. There's too many shows every single week. It's really hard to keep up with them all. Yeah, that's true. But also. Where's your golden ticket? Where would you go?、Mm, yeah, people always turn this around on me. We、um, want to know. Yeah, well, okay, so、I've, I changed it up. I started by saying I would love to go back to Mykonos. That's yep, like, never been. Is it good? Oh, it's so much fun. It's really just, it's hedonistic. You, if you've got an alter ego. What a ego, great word. Yeah, if, you've got a, if Scott Tweedy has an alter ego, it's, he'll come、I、alive.、Do. He'll come out and he'll. Great. So that's a good one. All、and、right, then, look forward to that. <laughs> and then I, for more of like a PG version, recently I've been saying South Africa. I'd love to do safari. 
Oh, it's so don't rub it in, but the two times I was part of the I'm a celebrity team, our weekends were safaris. Actually, if you're genuinely going to go, let me know because we know all the guys with the best lodges there and they'll give you mates rates because it's bloody expensive. Obviously, people do it when they're retired or, you know, had a big win in life. But for us, we were getting it at mates rates and it's just every single day is different. You don't know what you're going to see. It's probably the closest you can get to prehistoric earth Mm. as in the untapped world where it's like this is what it would have been like before we developed every city. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, just the thought of like waking up and seeing these huge animals that could kill you. There's something very exciting and dangerous about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm. So, Scott Tweedy, I want to give you a little moment to shout out any projects that you're working on. Where can people find you? Where can we watch you from here? I don't think you can at the moment. That's annoying. Um, yeah, it's annoying. D- d- just whatever. Hit up my DMs and say good day. <laughs> <laughs> say good day. And if you want some breakfast recipes, guys, I'm coming at you. Watch out, Master Chef. I'm coming in hard. No, I'm just loving it. I'm having a really good time in America right now. Um, I'm in this beautiful space where a lot of things are being developed at the moment, and it's really, really exciting. So, yeah, it's I'm just having a good time. Just say good day, and when you come over here, make sure you reach out to me. Unlike Xavier, who's too cool for school, I'll take you guys around. All right, I'll be your tour guide. Don't message Xavier anymore. No, he's just too far. He's no, but you know what he is? He's a champion of Los Angeles, and I agree. Los Angeles, the first three times I came here, shit house. I was like, oh, what's the point? Because you do tick off all the things you're meant to do as a tourist. But when you actually know people here, when you spend time here, when you hire a car and drive around and go down to Malibu on the coastline and go for hikes, it's beautiful. It's so, Different so nice. Experience. So yeah. I like to prove people wrong that don't like Los Angeles. Me too. I'm a I'm a pro LA person. When the, all the naysayers, I'm like, mm, come on, you're not doing they it. They just right. haven't done it properly. And it's not their fault, but they will eventually do it. And they'll know someone here, even... Just like you get invited to random things here. I've got my first proper like celeb house party coming up next Wednesday night. And I've been told it's like NDA, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I'm like, I cannot wait to see this. I am going to be soaking it all in and just seeing, is it a party full of wankers or is it really nice people that are just very successful having a good time? I don't know what to expect, but it's going to be fun. How fascinating. I'm going to need the your offline... Um, take on what happens because obviously if you're NDA'd to your, to your eyeballs you're not going to be able to put it on Instagram but you're going to just just let me know I need it it's so weird imagine like going to a party and signing an NDA come on that you're, uh, you're truly living in LA now man <laughs> hey this is my first time all right first time first time caller long time listener okay Scott Tweedy thank you so much for taking the time to jump on vacay I as I said, have been watching your journey over um, in the States. And I'm so proud of you, even though you've had a few different things thrown at you. But yeah, it couldn't have happened to a, a nicer person this this big break for you. So yeah, I'm stoked oh, for thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, hopefully I'll see you sometime in the future, wherever that may be. Hopefully we'll get on a red carpet again soon. I know. Well, hopefully I can just pop home anytime soon. But I don't think that will happen till the end of the year. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that time when we can just start jumping on planes again and running around the world because that's going to be a nice day for everybody. Yeah, the the parties that are going to be going on. Whew. 
Oh my god, it's gonna be great. Right. It's gonna be great. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and I will chat to you soon. Awesome. Bye.